Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. We've had a week off. Now, usually we have a few weeks off around this time of uh, the year and, of course, the season. But now we are previewing a fucking final. Carlton <laughs> East Sydney this week, Elimination Final, Friday, 7.50 p.m. at the, MCG, uh, the MCG prime time for the first week of the finals. The return of Carlton Football Club back into the back where, be- where, back where they belong. But... First things first, Daffy, how are you? And um, how was your weekend a bit? Because we haven't really done an episode in a while. But first things first, mate, how are you feeling? I'm good, mate. Um, obviously, it's Monday as we record this. So there's still a little bit of time before um, the first bounce on, on Friday night. But I'm, uh, I'm not nervous yet. I'm, I'm Obviously, I've got that. I've got more excited currently um, heading into the game. Obviously, there's... A little bit of nerves, but currently I'm just I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling optimistic. Um, and like you said, it's uh, it's weird to be in this position. You know, people talking about our our football team in you know in the other Premiership contenders. You know, I'm not talking Premierships currently, but we're going to take a week by week. But it's just good to be a part of that conversation because it's been way too long. Um, you know, all those other teams, they've had their chance now and we're in the big time. We are in the prime time slot Friday night and um, let's just hope it doesn't piss down because it is supposed to. So hopefully holds out. Yeah, and that's good. And, and of course, that's a conversation where for our ins and outs, if that will maybe affect um, our ins and outs and, of course, heading into Carlton's selection, whether that's going to be, a, um, I guess, a factor towards if we play a certain player or if we maybe drop a certain player because of the weather. We don't know. I think both of our opinions are pretty pretty similar. Where um, you just you just like you can't worry about the weather, um, and you just have to play your best team, and and you have to play the team that you think will uh, beat the Swans on Friday night. But uh, before we move into some finals content, because there is heaps to come uh, for, um, <clears throat> of course the the lineups, and of course some moments that we've uh, that that we'll touch on for uh, our final our favorite moment um, in the navy blue uh, in our in our lifetime, but. The first thing we have to touch on, which is uh, quite credited, um, I guess, which is, of course, Ed Curnow, um and his retirement. Uh, probably not the, uh, I guess, the career that he probably saw play out at the start of his career. I think he wanted a little bit more success. But I think uh, the type of football that he's played over a long period of time. Um, yep. And I just think that the way that he's kind of conducted himself on and off the field has been absolutely fantastic. Professionalism is something that is coming through the club um, and just a, and, and just a great guy to have around the club. Um, but a quick word for, da- uh, a quick, quick word for Daffy boy, a quick word for uh, Ed Kerno Daff. Uh, what, what, uh, I guess just what were your thoughts on his retirement? Is it a surprise, but also touch on his career? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily a surprise. I think we knew 2023 was going to be the final year for Ed. But um, seriously, he, like we say all the time, he gets the most out of himself and he's done that for his whole career. He's had to fight for a spot. You know, he was he was on the Adelaide Crows list for a year um, early on in his career and then obviously was delisted after a season. Uh, plied his trade in the VFL for Box Hill, won their BNF, and then we ended up picking him uh, picking him up in the rookie draft and he played round one the next season, I think 2011, uh, I believe. And yeah, he's just been that player that's, I guess he's the final guy of our kind of childhood. 
um, you know, those proper players because now I think the young, the oldest guy we have now is Nick Newman, who's only been around our club for the last five or so years. So it's it's a bit of a, a bittersweet moment, but um, you know, we, we shout out to Ed because seriously, there was some dark, dark times in in his period at the football club, and um, to play through all those times without you know sooking or you know, he's just one of those guys you, you need around the club, and he will be crucial in this final series, whether he's on field or off field, because at training, he sets standards. Uh, he seems to be a good vibe. And um, if anyone ha- hasn't watched uh, his speech, the retirement speech, it's the funniest, most emotional, funniest thing, to be honest, I had a bit of a, bit of a tear in the eye watching it, but it was, um, it was just him because that, that's what he is. Ed Kerner, when he plays that he's Ed Kerner, you yeah. know, when he kicks goals, he's pushing blokes. Like I think in round two, when Charlie kicked that goal from outside 50, and they're both bumping each other. It's like they're in the backyard. You know what I mean? They, they're they both, you know, good hu- human beings, obviously good footballers as well, but they're most importantly good human beings and um, perfect for our football club. And I wish he had all the best in, in retirement because he, he, he definitely deserves a good retirement. Yeah, I think it's a great way to sum it up. Um, just the just the way that he's kind of, I mean, as, as I said earlier, just the way that he's conducting himself on and off the field. But I think how much off field, how much that helps the players around him. Um, I know I know that Patrick Cripps would probably be one of the first guys that would come out and say how important Ed Kerno has been around his career because I think, especially with what Paddy Cripps went through at the start of his career and how he's kind of turned that around, Ed Kerno has been through that the whole time, yeah. the whole career. Sorry, sorry, his whole career. And of course, he's played in some finals, but the late the later stage of his career, um, I just think it's it's unfortunate, but also I don't think he would really want it any other way. Because that's just how his character um, is, and of course he would, would love a premiership. But I think, I think with Ed Kern, I think the one, um, the one, I guess proud moment when he looks back is being able to play with his brother. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon looking back in maybe ten years' time when they both retired, ho- well, ho- hopefully Charlie is still playing. But when they're <laughs> both retired, looking back, I think to kind of see those moments where, like, also when Charlie Kern hit that goal in round two, um, and actually having that, and then also. I think it was 2017 when Charlie yeah, Charlie yeah. did hit that goal in the goal coast. Just, just yeah. moments like that um, really stand out for mine. Now to move on to some finals moments. And it's pretty unbelievable that we're uh, recapping some finals moments to actually see some more moments on Friday night. But Daph, if you were to put one finger, one finger on a moment that has happened in our three or four final series that we've kind of been alive for um, and, that, and we've kind of been invested um, into the club, uh, if you were to, to name one finals moment, what's the first thing that comes, uh, first moment that comes to your mind? Yeah, well, there hasn't been too many, to be fair. So, you know, we're not picking from 100, um, unfortunately. And I hope <laughs> we, you know, in future videos and future years, hopefully we are talking about more moments, specifically from this year's final series. But, um, well, for me, you know, obviously those two wins against Essendon and Richmond are massive. But I think um, I didn't go to the Essendon one in 2011, but I did go to the Richmond one and, um, I clearly remember everything that happened on that day. Like it was just something about that experience and being the underdogs and stuff like that. But for me, we posted on the um, socials the other day um, and it was Jeffy Garland running in uh, to open goal. Propping, Bits gets him and taking him was Garland. And you can put down the glasses. It's an amigo. It's an amigo that'll finish it off. Kick it, Jeffrey. He does. Carlton are on their way to Sydney. Uh, I remember like we were sitting top deck, we're looking down on that, like near that 50 
Um, so we're down that end and it was just like, it was like, would have been 15% Carlton supporters that day because Richmond broke their rich finals drought. Um, they had, a, you know, 80,000 there and we had probably 20,000 there. We were outnumbered. And, you know, you could tell in that first three quarters that, that they had the crowd behind them. In t- well, obviously, we were behind the Blues as well, but it was just that extra roar, you know, that Richmond roar they have. Um, and it just, you know, we didn't back down. And that moment was just like, it was just, we weren't supposed to be in that position. You know, obviously the whole Essen saga went, you know, everyone's like, oh, Richmond, beat him easy, beat him easy. And um, there's nothing better than an underdog story. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't do anything next week, but uh, no, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably the one moment that comes to my mind. Now, I, I was going to say that, but I had a feeling you would mention that. So I knew that I had a, a backup uh, in my mind, but it's the same game. Now, I actually haven't, I didn't go to that game. So there, I've never first been one, alive. This week? Sorry? First one. So yeah, it's your first, first one, one this week. week. Holy shit. First one this week. And how shit is that? I'm, 20, <laughs> I'm 22 and I'm fucking going. Now, this guy's like, I mean, I have Richmond supporters and Hawthorne supporters around, uh, like, that like a mates of mine and they have watched three premierships, three peats and all this crap. And I've seen <laughs> zero finals. So just, uh, just only the cold supporters really know how we feel uh, about that. But yeah, the, uh, the moment that comes to my mind is Chris Judd. And when, yeah. when Wade handballed it to Judd, and this will be fitting. This will be fitting. One up with the body, heavy use, hooks it down behind, tuck, intercepted it though. Wait comes again, Wait. Look away, hand pass to Judd. This would be fitting. This would be fitting. The man who brought them back puts the icing on the cake. It's not done yet, but it's looking terrific. Just stuff like that where you know that Chris Judd's always going to show up in those crucial moments in a big final. And dare I say it, I mean, we're going to see it Friday night, but a player that comes to my mind who's going to show up in those big finals is... This, like the captain Patrick Cripps, and I reckon it's a big. It's crazy that Cripp hasn't played a final, yeah. and it's just so exciting seeing guys like that. Walshy, Weeders, all these finals players, Charlie Kerno, just yeah. guys coming through where finally they get to show what they've got on the big stage. Because as everyone says, finals isn't AFL; it's a different sport. Yeah, it is. It is a different yeah. sport. So that's why it's a big test. But I think, I think the the 22, 23 players that go out there on Friday night will be well and truly ready. So, uh, but now we'll move on to, I guess, um, a little bit more into the, into the game and what's going to happen on Friday night, what we might predict, uh, what might happen on Friday night. But uh, we're going to touch on, I guess, the finals experience. And I found this out today, actually. So eight players out of our current list has played in a final. So Ed Colonel, of course, that, that we just touched on, Adam Saad, Lewis Young, Blake Akers, Nick Newman, George Hewitt, Mitch McGovern, and to not really, I mean, I guess the seven, but Zach Williams as well, of course, who is on the current list. Uh, that is the eight players who have actually featured in finals football. But other than that, there is no one else who has featured in a final, not a grand final, a final. So pretty insane. But to touch on those, I guess, those eight players, Duff, um, I know that there's a few players in there that, that will, of course, feature on Friday night. But because even now, doing this preview, I feel a little bit weird inside. Like, I think the viewers and the <laughs> listeners can probably tell that I'm a little bit rattled. And I'm sure you would be the same, Daff. And just, it's a weird time. Because yeah. we don't know how it, what it's like. And especially since we've only been doing this podcast for two or three years, we have been, we have experienced the lowest of the low. 
And now we're yeah. kind of seeing the other side of it where, wait, wait, we're in our fucking elimination final. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a different sort of feeling for both of us. But, um, and of course to all Carlton supporters, I just think it's, it's a massive, but it's a great feeling. Cause as you said, we can see players like Fripper out there, Doherty, um, Charlie Kernow, Harry Mackay, all these guys out there that are born to play finals. Um, it's just so exciting to see these guys out there on Friday night, but now we'll move on to the uh, potential inclusions, and it's um <clears throat> so two locks that on uh, that we know, um of course, Carlton have come out and said that they will be available for the first week of uh, finals, and that's of course Paddy Cripps and Sam Doherty. They will both be available for this week. Now three names. So Matt Kearney, of course, is now available. Um, he he is not on the injury list anymore, so uh, he will now be available to play if, of course, Bossy chooses to play him. Uh, Jesse Motlop and probably another player that is a little bit uh, interesting, I guess, conversation with the weather is Mark Pintnett. And if he is going to actually play on um, on Friday night and they were all, of course, notable um, um, absentees from round 24. So these guys just probably, I think a few of them were, I think Pitto and Motlop, especially they were the two guys that we, I would have loved to see against uh, GWS, but once again, it's another factor with the weather if you do play Peter. But of course, Blake Akers, as we mentioned last episode, he seems like it's a good. Um, it seems like it's a good chance that Blake Akers will be uh, all good to go. I know that he's doing a fitness test uh, to play this week, but um, as it says there, I think it's a great chance that he'll play. But out of those names, Dr. Boyd, to give you uh, to give us a bit of a, um, I guess, a spoiler for your ins and outs. Uh, how do you see? Well, what are the what's the impact of Paddy Cripps and Sam Doherty coming in, but also some other names there. Um, how big are they? Yeah, I think, you know, with those first two names, with Cripps and Doherty, I think, you know, you know, like I touched on before, I think you need these guys in a final. Uh, they're level heads. Um, you know, they're, they're our leaders. You know, Doc might not have the title of captain anymore, but he's definitely, he's definitely high up in that kind of leadership hierarchy at the football club uh, on field. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, we have so many different people you could play, and I think there's going to be a couple guys stiff, unfortunately, um, especially in my ins and outs. Currently, you look at well, I'm looking at my outs now, and it's going okay. Like we're in a really good situation, and um, yeah, it's going to be stiff for certain blokes because they're going to be missing out on a chance to play um, in a final. But you know, what what are we going to do? You know, we're here to we're here to win finals. I'm um, not here just to make September and. Um, you know, crawl over the line maybe in a final because you can't be doing that because the Swans, like touching on experience, they've they've made the grand final last year. Yeah. You know, like I, I know they, you know, they've struggled for the year and had some questionable wins, including the North Melbourne one where the whole interchange situation. If they lost that game, they miss finals and the whole Adelaide situation. So for me, it's about putting the foot on the throat, and I think that starts at the inclusion table. Um, you know, not being too scared to play certain blokes or uh, bite the bullet. Yeah. Well, um, like it's actually a good point to put with Sydney and it's, it's games where the Adelaide one, that was a loss. It should have been a loss. North Melbourne is another great example where those two games, if it wasn't for, I guess, unfortunate circumstances, they wouldn't have won that game. And uh, those games. And then that means that Adelaide come into play, Western Bulldogs come into play, all these teams come into play. If And I, I generally don't reckon Sydney is 
I want to put it in a certain way where I don't like. Yeah. We'll say like I think the top eight. You if they make it, you deserve it. Yeah, hundred percent. But I don't reckon they deserve it. <laughs> but but I just see that like it's a chance where we know that we've well and truly deserved the fifth spot. They've they've just skimmed into eighth spot. We show on Friday night that we are the fifth ranked team and they're the eighth ranked team. We need to do that on Friday night. And I think it's just another story where, as you said, then we don't have the grand final experience. Sydney do. They have a great coach in, in, um, in John um, Logmire, but um, it's just, I, I think right now the players will be good to go just because I just said before, I think, the experience that, we, that we've had probably the ten last 10 weeks, that's been finals intensity. Well, it seems like it. So I yeah. think um, Friday night, I think they'll be well and truly ready. But now to touch on the ins and outs, Dave Roy, you touched on there about uh, a few stiff, uh, I guess, outs. Who are you bringing in and who are you bringing out? And also, name your sub. Yeah, um, I've thought about it 700 times and to be honest yeah. after filming this i'll probably change it 100 times i might hear what you've got to say and change it and it's it's hard to really lock in it's, for me it's the outs the ins are the easy part i think the outs are the hard part because there's certain players that are fringe but they've been playing in the winning streak so you don't want to drop them but it's like you have to drop them it's like it's ah, oh, it's just it's hurting my brain right now and i'm sure to go with these names it's not going to be concrete because it's so tough but for me this would be my concrete I'm not going to fight to the death because of these, you know, decisions. You know, we're not going to have a full blown argument uh, yelling at each other for these mm. certain selections. I just don't know what the internal thinking is. But for me, I'll start with my ins: uh, Paddy Cripps, Sam Doherty, Jesse Motlop, and Mark Pitternet will play. I think that will have four ins. That was easy for me. I think that was easy for me. But like you said before, and we touched on before we filmed, um, based on weather. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. They might not change a thing, but um, we'll have to wait and see for that. Outs, I'm starting. Oh, oh, I'll start off uh, with a midfielder. Paddy Dow is going to be dropped for this clash. I unfortunately think he just has to make way. Uh, there's no ifs or buts about it, unfortunately, and um, he could very well be the sub. Uh, next, Lockie Fogarty. I've got him out. I, I was tossing up between him or David Cunningham for me. I think they play similar roles and I don't know if you can drop anyone else for them. You know what I mean? I think it's hard to drop. You, can, you can't drop Bowies, of course, and you've got to bring in Modlop, who's that genuine small forward. So I think one of them has to make way. And this is the one that I've been tossing out for ages. Like I, I'm happy with both of them playing. I'm happy with one of them playing. It's just, yeah, I think he has to make way. It's going to be stiff as for Fog. Absolutely stiff, but I think he'll be dropped. Next for me is Corey Durden. I think he just comes out for Motlop. That's the easy one. And the fourth one is Caleb Marchbank. I think he has to make way for mine. Just with something about the Swans, something about the Swans forward line that I like putting Doherty back um, for this clash. I think they've got a few good small forwards. Mm. Uh, also got some key tools in McLean and, um, Amadi, but I think the da- the the dangerous one is Papley for me. Uh, I think if he if he plays well, they're 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 a solid chance. And if he doesn't play well and we nullify him, then I think we're a good chance of winning this football game, Pato. Yeah, well, to touch on Tom Papley very quickly, uh, I know that he uh, was of course out in the Adelaide game, and there was a bit of an injury cloud. But I think now I think it's confirmed that he will be back this week for 
for the final and I guess just the week off and also how he missed uh the game against Melbourne. Um I think that was just a bit of a uh precaution. Uh and they didn't really want to risk him too much, knowing that Sydney was a very good chance to play finals at that stage. So they were pretty much were taking a risk, but of course, um it was just uh, kind of making sure that Tom Papley was 100% ready to go because he's a finals player and he has to play. Now, uh, I will say this right now. My ins are the exact same as yours. Paddy Cripps, Sam Doherty, Jesse Motlop, Mark Pitnett, they are all in for mine. Now, my outs are very different. So, okay. out, I'll start off with, of course, the same one that you have is Paddy Dow. Oh, and then also Corey Dern as well. So, Paddy Dow okay. and Corey Dern, they're both out. Okay. So, okay. So, of course, I bring in Cripps for Dow. I bring in Motlop for Durden. Now, yep. I'm bringing in Sam Doherty for Zach Fisher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, my... that's another, that was another one for me. That, yeah. that was close. Yeah. There's probably about six players where you're just yeah. like, do you bring him in? But do yeah. you bring him out? So I, I I'm like I'm the exact same. I'm the exact same. I, I've gone through. I mean, text you, my mate. <laughs> text you. Texting everyone, I'm like, is this the right call? And you're like, what the it's, fuck? Yeah, are you right, yeah. yeah, so uh, hard. It's so hard. And then like they, like they, they would text me back saying, "Are you fucking losing your mind, Pato?" And then I'll be like, "I don't think, I don't, I don't think I am." But so my other outs. So of course Zach Fisher. And my last out Ooh. is Ollie Hollands. Oh, okay. Ollie Hollands. Now my reasoning for that is so of course Sam Doherty would come in for Zach Fisher to play that defensive role because I completely agree. I think Sam Doherty is a better uh, is better behind the ball. And I think an Alex Chin Cotter can be that guy to take over the fish role in terms of getting more of the ball. Because I think Chin Cotter's yeah. role the past probably six weeks where Zach Fisher has been playing, I think he's been like even when he first came in, he was getting a lot of the ball, but he was actually using yeah. the ball quite effectively. And I think with Chin Cotter, he his ball use is quite effective. And when he gets his chance, I yeah. think he's the type of guy that off the halfback flank, he has the speed as well. So so that's my only thing with Zach Fish. I'm just like, it's quite tough because I do like Fish Fisher's craftiness off the halfback yeah. flank, but I just don't think he's, he's a little bit too attacking and I don't think I can trust. I'm just going purely off if they will stand up in finals. And, and, yeah. and I'm not saying these four can't. That's why no, it's so yeah. tough. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and then also Ollie Hollands as well. Um, I think I'm only going off where I want Acres on one wing and Matt Cottrell on the other. Now the past yeah. two weeks, it probably from where where it was the Melbourne game to about the Giants game that that I guess bracket. I was looking around and I'm like, how's this finals team gonna play out? And I was yeah. looking purely at this role where going into finals, I don't want three wingers playing. I want two genuine wingers because we've got too many half forwards because I have David Cunningham and Lockie Fogarty playing. Yeah. So yeah. that that's my thinking because I'm because i sure you have the Cottrell and the Hollands as that half forward, but you're yeah. bringing Fogarty out. Yeah. So that that's why it's just so... It's such, it's such a insane conversation because we both see it completely different because for me... Always Motlop, Fog, and Cunners are locks yeah. in my in yeah. my forward line. But yeah, it's just everyone because everyone sees it differently. I'm sure comments would be saying, oh, yeah. and then and then I, I don't I don't agree with Pato, but I also don't agree with Daff. Yeah. There's yeah. plenty of people Whatever. out there. Um, but 
Now, now, my question to you before we move on to the back line, uh, of course, for the ground overview, your sub, because now it's a big conversation. Who is your sub going to be for Friday night? It's it's t- it's so tough because if I dropped Fisher, it would have made it a lot easier to make him the sub, in my opinion, because he can play a few roles. For me, I think his form's too good to drop him entirely. And I think it's Paddy Dow has to come in. I think I feel like in the last quarter or second half, we don't know with our mids, they could be they could have a soft tissue injury, touch wood. I hope they don't. But if they can't get through four quarters and we don't have a midfield to replace them, yeah. we, Swans have got a good, pretty good midfield. Like they can get the job done. So if you can bring in a Paddy Dow that can play that midfield role, it it'll be we need that energy. And he's got that burst. Imagine him in the last quarter, you know, fit and firing. Yeah. That's that's a thing for me. But there's plenty of other guys you could definitely go as a sub. You know, you got other guys like well, you got for me. Based on my omissions, you could probably put Marchie back there if you want a key back stock as you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it, there's so many different options. And I actually want to, like, literally sit in on the selection committee this weekend because it'd be so interesting to see what their point of views are because mm. we don't know. We don't know what they're thinking at all. You know, there could be someone under a little bit of a nickel or a little bit of a something. Uh, or there's certain matchups that they think might work well. So it's gonna be it's gonna cause headaches. Um, Sydney will have absolutely no idea who the hell we're gonna bring in. So uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, I, I wish we were more, you know, locked into who we had in um, heading into this game. But I think our continuity over the last ten weeks has been okay in terms of probably about fifteen to sixteen blokes have played every week, and then you know the last six, whether it's you know Walters and Chairs and been in in and out. So it hasn't been you know the 2022 back end kind of, you know, injury list we've had. Yeah, completely agree. My sub is Paddy Dow. So you completely, uh, you're completely spot on and I don't need to say anything else because uh, you absolutely touched it on beautifully. But uh, we'll now move on to the ground overview. Now we usually touch on our back line, midfield, ruck and forwards. So of course, as we always do, we touch on our back line first um, and we always touch on a key matchup for each line. And the first one is a, Pretty anticipated uh, matchup, and it's Nick Newman up against Isaac Heaney. So yeah. Isaac Heaney, uh, I reckon for about five years, ever since they as Swans have been kind of around the finals race, um, he's been talked about being a big finals player. He's been talked about as a Dustin Martin um, player, um, but he just hasn't really been able to put it to like on the ground in finals football. And we know he can do it. And yeah, I think yeah. this year, once again, there's been a lot of people saying. It's Isaac Henney's year of Sydney make it. I think he's going to be a big factor come finals. And once again, I think it's a big chance for Isaac Heaney, but he's up against a great player, Nick Newman. Um, and the other conversation as well with uh, with Tom Papley, who goes to Tom Papley? And I think right now, with my opinion, and I know that, that you'll touch on your opinion as well, Daffy Boy, is Adam Sars probably going to go straight to Tom Papley. Um, and of course, Joel Amati and also McDonald down there are the two keys. Um, and whether you maybe do play a March Bank, that's what I have right now. Maybe you do play a March Bank to kind of help back there. But out, out of those few names, Daffy Boy in the back line, and of course, Sydney's forward line, uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, for me, you know, I think they're the one guy, you know, like you said, I think Heaney can be that guy um, to really live for them. I think him and Papley have to perform on, on Friday night for them to have any, you know, impact going forward of the ball. I think there are other guys, I'm not underrating their other guys, but 
you know, it's finals footy and, you know, they've got some young fellas in McDonald and Marty. Are they up to it in terms of finals intensity? Um, we'll have to wait and see. I don't want to call anything. Don't want to jinx it. So, but yeah, I think Nick Newman's the perfect matchup for Heaney. Um, they're kind of mid, mid-sized players, aren't they? They're kind of not, not short, not super tall, but they're, um, you know, really effective. And I think when Heaney's going, the, the Swans just have that kind of extra edge about them. Um, and with the little fellow that I talked about, Tom Papley, I think, uh, I think if he didn't play, I think you know it'd be a massive out for them. So I think it's it's crucial he plays for them, and if they if they want a chance of winning. But yeah, Sadi the perfect matchup I think in terms of speed. But you never know, there could be other guys in there that can shift on him. Uh, I think that's a good thing about our defence. We can we're not really locked into an opponent. Sometimes you can you know they switch and they you know unless it's a certain task like you know like a Nick Newman or Toby Green or, or whatever. Um, I think our defence can kind of hold up. Any any player can hold up against smalls or tall sometimes. And then, yeah, I just think, you know, as a back six, I think we're we're strong and we've kept that, you know, similar back six for, you know, probably the back half of the year. Um, you know, without Lewis Young, we pretty much had the same uh, back six. So it's going to be exciting to see. And I think finals footy is really built off de- defence and winning games off defence. Yep. So my question uh, to that before before we move on to the midfield, of course, uh, so we both have Sam Doherty transitioning back um, to kind of fill, I mean, for me, it's the, the Zach Fisher role, but also it's another kind of role for you where Sam Doherty comes back to kind of fill yeah. that, um, the key back and also the medium-sized defenders. Does Nick Newman's role change for you if Sam Doherty does go back? I don't think so. For me, I think he's playing fine. I don't think they need to change anything. I think I think at back six stacks up on the way they all play individually in a sense, how they go about it. I think they just work in tandem together and we've finally found that mix where we don't need to change things come finals because I know you know, a lot of teams, when they tend to change their game plan a little bit or tinker it come finals, that it often leads to their downfall. So, yeah, um, yeah it's going to be interesting, mate. It's uh, an exciting prospect. Uh, if it's a wet game... It's going to be an important one for the defence to to really keep their score low. Yep, spot on. Okay, so now we'll move on to the midfield uh, clash. I guess it's, it's once again it's a big uh, a big conversation to uh, to kind of wrap our heads around. But uh, as we always do, we touch on a key matchup for. I mean, of course, the the back line we did Nick Newman v Isaac Kenny. But this is the this is another big matchup for the ground, and it's of course Sam Walsh, the returning Sam Walsh. I mean, of course, last week he. He returned, but this week it's uh, kind of a game under his belt up against Errol Gordon. And of course, Gordon was uh, was in the All Australian team, um, and he's had an absolute super season. I reckon, I reckon, like if the people, I mean, of course, gamble responsibly, but if you look at the <laughs> odds, I reckon Errol Gordon, he's fifty one or fifty two dollar odds or something, and he's a little bit further out than I, what I would have expected him to be. I think he's had a super season, but. I think Sam Walsh beat Errol Gordon. It's a big matchup, but to touch on some other names, uh, we've touched on the finals experience a lot throughout this episode, and it's George Wood and Blake Akers in that in that midfield. Um, I think they they have to be the leaders. Um, where George Hewitt is, of course, playing against his former side, where he has had the finals experience, but also Blake Akers having that finals experience for uh for Fremantle as well. But uh, to touch on Cripps Walsh. As we just mentioned, Chera, Hollands, if he does play, and Cottrell, um, and also if Cottrell plays as well, um, it's a maiden final series, and it's it's just exciting to see these guys in finals, but also just a little bit 
I'm a little bit nervous to see how they actually go, but um, I think we always have to trust our um, our players who go out there every single week. But I guess the midfield uh, combination, Daffy Boy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, straight away that first matchup is uh, is very mouth watering, Pato. Um, you know, I think I agree with you. I think Golden's really had a superb year. I think he'll take out there. BNF, uh, definitely for the Swans, and he'll definitely poll very well in the uh, in the Brownlow. So, um, yeah, I think what he had last week, forty two and two goals or something against against Melbourne, which is <laughs> just craziness for a for a winger in a sense. So, yeah, no, Walshy, um, not worried whatsoever. I think he'll have an absolute ripper. I think he's what is he twenty three now? He's he's in the right spot now to play finals. Um, he, he's born for the the Walshy, and in his first game back, he still had twenty eight touches. So. Uh, yeah, I'll back him in, but that's going to be good. They're both, you know, running beasts, in my opinion. Um, and if Holland's plays, he's another running beast, and Cottrell's another running beast. So it could be a game of really that kind of running power, how both teams can utilise it um, on the outside. Because I think when we work the ball outside and then in, it, it works really well, in a sense, when we're getting enough space out of the contest, um, which is really good. But these other names, Pato, you know, Cripper, I, I think I think him and Mills will be on each other the whole night. I think they're the perfect matchup against each other. Um, two bulls. Um, obviously, Mills is known for being a little bit of a pest in terms of, you know, being a kind of a tagger. But he, he's also good with ball in hand as well. I, I think people forget about that, that he's actually really good the other way when, when they do have the ball. So he's one to watch. And, you know, you've got Parkers, you've got other guys like that, so, you know. I personally think our midfield probably bats a little bit deeper than theirs, um, which is crazy to say that, uh, you know, they were a grand final team last year, probably overachieved last year, in my opinion. Um, probably, you know, the result in the grand final probably showed that. I know Geelong were the, were the standout all year, but it was kind of, you know, it was kind of, you knew it was kind of going to happen. It was, you know, but once again, you can't underestimate these guys. You know, Luke Parker's played too many finals to count. You know, he's played most years in finals and stepped up massively in, in big games and um, obviously a premiership player. And, yeah, it's it's um, two pretty good young midfields. I know Luke Parker's experience is probably him and Cripper being the most experienced in the midfields. But I think apart from that, most both teams are fairly young. You know, um, you know you've got row bottoms and other guys like that who aren't old. They're in around the 24, 25 mark. So... So I think if we win the contest, around the contest, um, stoppage, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, Carlton's one wood is is stoppages. And um, I think we have to be on top for us to win this game. Yeah. So you mentioned there about Callum Mills, like about maybe them being um, a matchup for the whole game. Do, do, do you see Callum Mills maybe tagging Crips? Yes. Well, maybe more. Yeah. I guess just keeping, you know, not an eye, but just always keep in touch with him. I think it has to be the matchup. Most times we play him, he's always on Crips. So uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's exciting. Um, talking about, you know, really good matchups in a game that, you know, it's it's going to be up and about. First bounce, it's going to be on. It's going to be on. And I think if we can outmuscle them, which I think we can, we and we get, you know, we, we get more stoppages than them. We'll end up getting, you know, 10 to 15 more inside 50s. And you know what happens with 10 to 15 more inside 50s, Pato, with with yeah. the way and the effect in, effectiveness of our forwards in the last 10 weeks. That is just going to create so many opportunities for us to score. So, once again, weather could play a part. Weather could play a part, but good teams find a way in any weather. Yeah. And and another matchup, of course, is like, like I mean, the key matchup that we've kind of given for for the midfield, Sam Walsh and Errol Gordon. They're both very similar players. 
very yeah. similar. Like they both are gut runners. They they don't stop running, but also their skill are by foot and of course by hand as well. I think they're both absolutely fantastic. And I think if Sam Walsh kind of had had a full year, I think he would be an absolute lock in the All Australian team as well. But um, I think it's great to see a guy like Errol Gordon because I'm actually a fan. And as you said, like 42 touches in a game against Demons where they kind of lost. I mean, I mean they did lose, but. They kind of were no like they kind of were winning for a bit, and then Melbourne kind of ran over him in the end. Errol Gordon still was by far the standout, and I think he will definitely get the thirty um the three votes uh come Brownlow uh, Brownlow night for that game. But uh, we'll now move on to the ruck combination, uh, the ruck contest, and it's a it's another talking point because we both have Mark Pitnett in, but of course he wasn't seen uh against the Giants in round twenty four. So whether well, that's another big inclusion. And that's what I was about to say earlier about, uh, I mean, I'll kind of throw back to that before we touch on the ruck combination. Where is it? Is it a bit of a threat or is it a bit of a, um, I guess, a worry from your end, Daff, bringing four players in and dropping four? I mean, well, probably dropping four. I mean, yes, dropping four players. Like, yeah, kind of bringing in four players and dropping four players. Maybe, yeah. maybe Dow as a sub, but... Um, to bring in that many players, does that maybe change your opinion about maybe it's not a great idea changing the structure that much? Or is it more just down to the players are too similar where it's not too much of a worry? Oh, I think the four ins they have to come in for yeah. me. I think their form, Pito, you know, I think he has to come in just due to, I think we have to have two rucks and, you know, the, the Mackay rucks, you know, that's just not going to happen this year. I don't yeah. think until he, you know, learns a bit more craft, but yeah, the, the, the four ins for mine are must. They're needs. They're not just, you know, choosing the best players out of the bunch. I think, you know, you got Cripps, Doherty, Motlop's been in superb form the last 10 weeks and, and, you know, Pito's that size we needed last week. In my opinion, I thought, you know, the Giants ran out of the contest a little bit too easy. Is that because, you know, it was the foot off the pedal, probably a bit of both. Probably we were probably a little bit outplayed, but also foot off the pedal. So it's yeah, I think those four ends have to come in, and like we said, it's going to be stiff. Um, you know, we're not dropping these guys lightly and dropping them because of their form. We're dropping them because we've got guys that have to be in the team. They have to force their way in. You know, you got the skipper, you got Doherty, um, and Motlop. Like I said before, yeah, they just have to come in, Pato. Yeah, well said. Um, so now, of course, we'll move on to the ruck uh, combination, but it's Tom DeConning up against, uh, of course, Tom Hickey, a guy who's is probably. I mean, I think he has announced his retirement at this season's end. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. of course it's his final season um, and potentially could be his final game. So he'll be absolutely playing his heart out um, on Friday night. But uh, as we as we mentioned, I think we both will see, uh, I mean, we both expect to see Pittnet um, on Friday night. And as that second ruck, Sydney is going to play Hayden McLean as our second ruck, who has actually been quite solid throughout the whole year. And whether they maybe change a Joel Marty through there and maybe throw Hayden McLean forward a little bit more, that's what that's what we're going to see on Friday night, um, and we don't really know how it's going to be played. That's why coaching so cru- crucial in finals footy because you don't know what's going to happen. But I think Hayden McLean will definitely start as that second ruck. Um, but I guess to kind of focus more on Tom DeConning v uh, Tom Hickey, uh, what's your thoughts on this matchup, Daffy Boy? But of course, to touch on Pitto and Hayden McLean as that second ruck, um, how do you see this playing out? Yeah, they've got almost three options if you add a Marty in there as well. They've got they've definitely got a plenty of aces up their sleeve. But yeah, I you know, I think I'll be a bit more confident with Pitto coming into the side, having two rucks and nothing against Tom. I just think we need the second ruck in there, especially with 
or the three options they have, which is which is pretty nuts. Um, and I think with I think obviously Hickey, like you said, I think he'll be the main one. So it's going to be a massive challenge for either Tom Tom um, DeConning or Pido just to really get get Hickey out of the game. His form last year was much better than the form this year, but um, he did have a very good final series last year. So he knows when to step up in a in a big game. And um, TDK and Pido both playing their first, and they're there for the first bounce, Pedro. They're 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 the first two players to have the potential to touch the ball on the yeah. weekend. So um, it's it's going to be important. And I think, once again, our ruck um, is so crucial to our stoppage game and, and how we can dominate the game through there. So they're going to be arguably the most crucial aspect to our game. And obviously, we've got other guys. You know, We've got some superstars in our team. But I think if we really want to knuckle down and win these stoppages and win around the contest, these two are going to be crucial to, you know, to how the game pans out because mm. if, if we let Hickey, McLean or Amadi off the chain and they push forward, they're going to have the confidence to kick goals. Aren't they? You know, when you that confidence when you're up and about in the ruck and then you rotate forward and you often see the rucks that are playing well kick goals. So it's it's going to be important. It's going to be important, Pato. Yeah. So you just touched on there about their, I guess, the opening bounce. They both have the opportunity to get the first touch of the football. Is it going to be Tom DeConning or is it going to be Mark <laughs> Pittnett for the opening contest, the opening bounce on Friday night? I think it's going to be Pitto. Me too. I think it's going to be Pitto for some reason. There's just something about big, big Pitto putting it down uh, while she's throat for the first clearance. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was like, I mean, once again, uh, we're not trying to turn this into a gambling, uh, I guess, podcast. Right? Imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was like a um, a, fir- a first disposal sort of thing. Uh, imagine if it was like Walshy, and then next minute you chuck in fucking Nick Newman through there. Imagine that. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, now we'll move on to a bit, of course, gamble responsibly, as we always say. But, uh, we'll now move on to the forward line, and once again, it's uh it's crazy to see a guy Charlie Kerno, uh, or should I say? Um, Charlie Coleman uh, up against uh, Tom <laughs> McCartney, and it's great to see Charlie Kerno um, in in finals football. Um, so pro- it's such an exciting sort of prospect, I guess, where you kind of see guys who are built for finals, I and mean, we have so many players who haven't been able to finally get to that mark where you can say that you're a finals player. And now Charlie Kerno, hopefully, um, <clears throat> will be there on, on Friday night, but he'll be up against. As, as I just said, Tom McCartan. But to touch on also Jack Martin and how he can turn the game on its head, and, and especially yeah. against GWS, I don't think he was too great, but I think that was a little bit more where he just wanted to get through the game to make sure he was fit and firing for Friday night. But also to touch on Matt, oh, he's, as you've touched on throughout the episode, Jesse Motlop, who we both think he's definitely going to play on Friday night, and Harry Mackay, I think... To win the game, um, they just have to play their role. If they play their role, we will we have a big chance to uh win on Friday night. But Daff, uh, to touch on this matchup, Charlie Kerno versus Tom McCartan, but to touch on also the other players and who might go to Jack Martin, whether it's gonna be a Dan Ram- um a Dane Rampy, we don't know. Um, who who do you see? Uh, how do you see this matchup playing out, but also the other players? Yeah, for me, I think McCartan definitely goes to Charlie Kerno, but you look at last year's game round 10, Pato, I'm not sure if you remember, but McCartan on Kerno and Kerno kicked six under the roof. So it's uh, 
for me, I think it's too hard to stop Charlie at his best. If he's at his best, the way he's been playing, I don't think he can be stopped. I'm not trying to talk him up too much, but seriously, he's one of the he's the in my opinion the hardest forward matchup in the competition. He's six foot six. He's got the running capacity to run up and down the ground. He can sit on your head. He can out muscle you, and he kicks goals from fifty. Yeah, or <laughs> off the ground in the air everywhere like he's the hardest matchup not obviously probably a little bit biased but he probably is he yeah. probably is similar to jeremy cameron in the sense that when they're on they can't be stopped no. it doesn't matter how good the defender's playing they can't be stopped and he kicked 75 goals for a reason this season you know that's why he's been you know the the benchmark in the competition and the second point like you said before jack martin i um was talking to some of the boys today um at sen and I was saying he, if the weather is the the way that people think it's going to be on Friday night, I think he's the type of player that can sneak in a couple of snags. I know why Pato's laughing because he's picturing it. He is picturing it, um, Jack Martin, um, in the wet. But yeah, I think he can be a guy that can turn the game on his head, even if it's a, if it's a low scoring affair. He's that type of guy that you can't buy a goal in. So he just gets a couple goals that you need. Um, and then with these last guys. Um, oh, he's Motlop, um, Harry Mackay. Just, yeah, get it done. For me, I think there's something that's leading me to Harry Mackay having a big one. He's had two weeks in the side. Usually gets to about that third week when Harry starts to hit his straps. You know, when he when he get, when he he get misses a few games and he has a few games, he gets back into it and then he goes bang and has a has a standout performance. And it's, it's great that no one's talking about him. Yeah. Because everyone's talking about Charlie. Mm. Harry's there, like you said, play a role, but he's got the capability to really turn the game on his head like Martin. And we've got other guys, Motlop, Owies, like these guys have had we're not just saying this potentially. They've done it in games in the last 10 weeks that they've made a key difference in all types of games, whether it's always you know, kicking a goal in that fourth quarter against Melbourne that really set up the win. Those important goals, Motlop's four goals in the first half against Port Adelaide, which ultimately sunk them. It's it's you know it's it's exciting and um, you know the Swans have a lot of players down you know good small defenders and guys like Rampy who's played a lot of footy as well finals footy so ah, it's it's uh, it's exciting Pato we've got a lot of names up there that can win us the game it doesn't have to be one of them yeah and like I think we need to get I mean especially me because I think I I need to give some more credit to Harry McKay and you kind of say play your role but as you just said perfectly there I think. He's a guy that can tear the game to shreds if he gets yes. going. So yeah. my question about that, because it's kind of a like, he's not like it's a it's not like he's a forgotten player, but it's because the small forwards have been so effective. Harry McKay is still gonna play every single week for the rest of yeah. his career. <laughs> yes. But but it's he's it just kind of he's not as real he's not as reliant anymore. We don't need to rely on him as much anymore. No. And it's no. so great. And that's why I reckon he's, it's great that he's going under the radar because if he is going under the radar, he can, he, as you said, then he can go out there and pick, kick five on Friday night. And no one's really talking about it because deep down, we kind of expect that. We kind of expect yeah. it's kind of either, yeah. either going to be Charlie Kerner or Harry Mackay. But the question uh, before we move on to the match predictions, who do you see, who do you see going to Harry Mackay? Because whether it's going to be a Nick Blakey and maybe Nick Blakey goes to Charlie Kerno and McCartan maybe goes to Mackay because Kerno dominated against McCartan last year. But 
Also, maybe it's going to be Robbie Fox, but I can tell you this right now. If Harry Mackay goes on to Robbie Fox, Harry Mackay might kick 10, Dabby boy. But, um, <laughs> but who who do you think, who's your option? And maybe whether that changes McCartan's role to Charlie Kona, maybe to Harry Mackay, uh, straight at the top of your head, who do you think goes to Harry Mackay? I think they have to bring in Aaron Francis. I agree. Weekend. They have to. I think they actually have their force. You know they're forced to because I think the matchups are too hard for these other guys, except for McCartan, obviously. But yeah, Aaron Francis will have to come in for mine. I think he can probably take he can probably take Charlie or and then McCartan goes to Mackay. It's it's so hard. Like it's it's it'd be really tough for defenses to really sort out who they're playing against because they'd be talking about that all week. They've probably been talking about it for two weeks. How are we going to nullify Charlie and Harry and um and they've got to if they nullify Charlie and Harry, they've still got Jack Martin to worry about. Yeah, other guy to worry about. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I think Aaron Francis has to come in, and that could be a positive for us too. Yeah, and of course, Aaron Francis was the sub last week against Melbourne, and I think the re- only reason he was sub is because Melbourne really only have yeah. Van Ruin yeah. down. There. They don't have a Grundy down there anymore, so right. they don't really have a key forward down there. So I completely agree. I think he's he's also a forgotten guy as well. Um, yeah, quite capable sort of defender. But I think if he's playing finals football, I think. We can well and truly expect Harry Mackay or Charlie Kerno, whoever goes to Francis, to well and truly win that contest. But match predictions, Daffy Boy. Now, <laughs> unbelievable that we are actually touching on the match predictions for an elimination final. But, Daff, I need your best on ground, your point of difference, and your winner plus margin for Friday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I say every week, I'm pulling out of the top of my head, I pull it out of my ass. I don't, somehow the match predictions come out of somewhere out of my body with within the last minute. I, I think about it the whole episode. My brain just clicks, goes like, yep, where am I going to go? Where am I going to head? And it's finally headed in the destination of prediction time. And best on ground for me, it's going to be Adam Chera. I think he has had a too good of a year to not have a massive impact in finals footy. And I think he's going to, he's going to, re- he's, he's, he's not a forgotten name, but in terms of our midfield, People often go to Cripps and Walsh. He's another guy that's in there that's arguably would have been leading the BNF up until his injury, in my opinion. So Adam Chera, best on ground, point of difference. It's going to be Jesse Motlop. It's going to be Jesse Motlop at the MCG, kicking Bunanas and, uh, you know, giving us a little bit of a, some celeb- one of those celebrations he does, pulls a jump, but do a bit of something, something. As long as that ball's going through the middle, I don't care how he celebrates. <laughs> uh, as long as he does that. And winner plus margin, I've got Carlton by 28 points. Wow. That's a bit of a, a blowout. Um, I mean, not really a blowout, but for a, an elimination final, I like, like I know that it's definitely um, a fair way off uh, with what I have for the winning plus margin, but I do like him. I, do, I really do. And my point of difference is a little bit similar to Jesse Motlop. It's not Jesse Motlop, but it's someone else. So <laughs> I'll start off with a bit of a a bit of a niche sort of best on ground. <laughs> David Cunningham. <laughs> now, now I'll say this right now. Wet weather footy. <laughs> Cunners always performs. Well, he doesn't always perform, but he performs in, in those big games. Yeah. Like, like what come to mind, what 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 comes to mind is when he dominates against Essendon. And yes. I just think that, I don't know, I just, I just had a skip <laughs> through that lineup and I'm like, you know what? I reckon Cunners could have a big game. And especially since his, I guess, selection has been a little bit talked about being a little bit vulnerable. And I think maybe he might be 
out this week. Well, I mean, I'm hoping not. Well, well, I'm hoping, <laughs> or, or else, or else I won't have a best on ground. But I think it's a big game for Cutters, and I reckon it will be. How fitting would it be the amount of crap he's gone through the past two or three years to dominate and to just push the blue baggers over the line? Um, I think that would be great. But my point of difference, we touched on him a little bit later on in the episode, Jack Martin. Yeah. Jack Martin, man, he is going to be the point of difference. And if it's going to be raining on Friday night, he is that guy that <laughs> if, he, if he gets a set shot from 40 metres out on a 90-degree 90, 90 angle, I'm going to try Because <laughs> he, he, can, he can kick the – like, he can, he can fucking kick an apple from fucking – 50 meters away if he wants to. He is dead eye dick, mate. So now winner pass margin. I have gone the swans by 43. <laughs> oh kitty, don't you worry. I've gone the blue baggers by seven points. Oh fuck. Yeah, a little bit of a, I know, I know, I know. I might imagine 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 us on fucking Friday night watching that. Like we're fucking up by one and we're like, oh right, next minute, God. Jesse Motlop comes out of nowhere and kicks the winner. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a quite a close game, especially knowing that it's going to be a wet game. Um, well, maybe it's going to be a wet game. I think that's why it's going to be quite a close game. But I still think we're going to be quite comfortable uh, towards the end of the game. But oh, just what else can you say? Like, what else can you say? The Carlton Porters. I mean, all of us together. Just, I mean, the slogan the past probably month from Carlton yes. is together. Um, and I think that pretty much sums up the season where. Pretty much through throughout the season, we were saying there is no way we're going to make finals. Um, and then we kind of got on a trot, and then their supporters starting started to get a little bit stronger together. Yes, and they actually really to uh, kind of found a way to really get themselves into gear and actually find a finals position. And for for a team that hasn't been there in ten years, to uh, like they could have easily dropped their heads throughout the year, saying, "Yeah, we." Yep. We could have easily just dropped some players and maybe even have a chance for Harley Reid at the end of the year. Now they're actually going towards a finals, uh, I guess, like just a finals football, but also we're the fifth best team in the competition right now. So yes. it's not like, like I think Vossi said it perfectly uh, a couple of weeks ago, we're, like the job's not done. The job's no. not done. It's far from done. If we win yeah. this week, we are a genuine chance for the flag. Like, because that means that we will be playing against the loser of Melbourne and Collingwood. Could you imagine if it's Carlton <laughs> v Collingwood in the semi-final yeah. and we eliminate them? I mean, oh. we have to get past Sydney first, Daffy Boy, but could you just imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. But Daffy Boy, before we wrap up the episode, is there anything else you would like to touch on? Mate, I'm just, uh, I'm pleased in the situation we're currently in. I'm worried, you know, I'm not worried, but I'm just like, it's funny how football works and we're, we're talking them up going, da, 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 we can push for a premiership tilt. And then pre- Friday night, it could be done. Yeah. It could be done. So <laughs> let's just let's just soak it in for the time we have right now and just really get behind them. And um, seriously, we can do damage. We can do damage. We just got to week by week um, just get around them. I, I want to see uh, it will be a mighty roar um, at the MCG running out, and also the national anthem um, will be it will be something to withhold. And you know they get around it too, um, Sydney. They get a few fans definitely down in Victoria, so it'll be interesting. But I want to make it a really hostile. You know, every ball those players know on that ground, especially those Sydney players know that they're playing against 
they're not just playing against 22 other blokes. They're playing against 95,000 Carlton supporters of the MCG. They are playing against the 23rd man, which is us supporters out there. And let's just hope it's a good one because it could be a very, very big fight. I don't know if we get up, Pato. <laughs> are you oh wait are we are we going to go to billboards on saturday um oh, no. is that is that saturday night i, I, I don't even remember mate from back in <laughs> bloody back to where we were 18 19 i don't remember what all the clubs were but friday night i, I don't know what comes to mind but i think it's flamingo or something but i'll see you there definitely right. <laughs> we'll, but, uh, we'll see you there, mate. as long as there's uh as long as there's beers on tap mate we'll be there <laughs> <laughs> well make sure there's canadian club and i will be there mate but uh <laughs> but to touch on, uh, like, uh, that's one thing that comes to mind is just the, the Australian National Anthem when it comes finals football. That only happens then. I mean, of course, Enzo Day. But yeah. other than that, finals for And that's why it is just so special. And I've been, every single final series, I've just been like say, like watching, God, I wish Carlton players were out there. Yeah. I wish <laughs> we could have the experience of listening to that. Because I know I'll be full on goosebumps, but I it might even have a tear in my eye. Yes, but but just that moment though, I like, I just think just hearing the anthem, yeah. I think every Carlton supporter has been like everyone's just going to be insanely hyped in that moment. But well said, Dutch boy. Once again, another uh, great preview episode. Uh, who knows? It might be our last preview for the whole year, but uh, we don't know. Uh, hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, we have, of course, three more previews after this one to fit to into the. Grand final, but uh, to all the um subscribers and listeners out there, um, and and of course viewers as well, uh, make sure to like, comment your thoughts, and and how you might see this game uh play out uh, on Friday night, and of course subscribe. It really does help us out. Um, we're trying to build um out our channel but also trying to build our, our uh, audience i think it's an absolute blast that we're like uh, uh, i think they're both having an absolute blast doing it every single week um yeah. and i think right now it's just it's a insane feeling that we're finally doing some finals content um might be the last time we say this but to you daffy boy and to all the blue baggers out there up the baggers. come on <laughs>